Welcome to the Diving Pod. I'm Jordan Skilkin, diver at the University of Texas. And I'm Heath Calhoun. And I'm Aaron Rooney. And you all know that this podcast is brought to you by Sideline Scout. Use our links, whether it's in our Instagram bio or our website to get over to sidelinescout.com. Get hooked up with the best in the business, Poolside Live. That's your video replay and absolute essential on every pool deck. Um, also, our Diving 101 is episode two of the Diving Pod. We had um, I'll out him. I, we had uh, Dylan Reed reach out and he said, hey, man, that episode two really came in clutch for uh, one of my uh, one of my friends and they needed to listen to that. So he didn't have to explain diving to them. That's your numbers, your letters, how to score points. So we've been told it's very, very helpful for either parents or people who are just new to the sport. And then um, our new sponsor, Crossbar, they were nice enough to hook us up with a website. Um, you guys can go over there to divingpod.com. Um, sign up. Dylan Reed actually, again, wrote a really good article, in my opinion, um, just kind of on journaling, how to be more productive, how to be efficient with your time. Um, the the software is really easy to use. Get on over there, check them out, see if they maybe can help you out with your team needs. Um, but without further ado, Jordan, we're going to jump in here. And why don't you give us and our listeners a book, movie, and TV show recommendation? Ooh, okay. So book, I mean, Harry Potter is always a classic. So especially with the time of the year. So I would say if you want to grab a book, definitely go for Harry Potter. Um, movie, um, it's a little bit old now, but one of my all-time favorites is The Devil Wears Prada. And mm. so if you haven't seen that, that is a great movie to watch. And then TV show recommendation, um, How to Get Away with Murder is an amazing series and yeah. definitely binge-worthy. So that would probably be my TV show. So of the Harry Potter books, do you have a favorite? Ooh, um, the book, uh, probably Prisoner of Azkaban. I love that one. So yeah, probably cool. that one. All right. And then mine here, our favorite food, favorite music, and then a fun fact that not many no. My favorite food would probably have to be sushi. Uh, I feel like it just always sounds good. Um, sushi, poke bowls, kind of that kind of vibe. Um, music, uh, at practice, we play a lot of kind of EDM vibes. Um, and so I don't like the super, super hardcore EDM, I feel like, but definitely kind of that kind of beat. Um, is probably my favorite type of music and what I listen to a lot uh, at meets. And then a fun fact, um, I guess I kind of have two. I have like a diving related one. Um, my dad was a diver at Ohio State as well. I guess I think a lot of people know that, maybe some might not. So that's one fun fact. And another one that I always kind of say is that I can solve a Rubik's cube. So that's my little fun fact about myself. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> nice we had a we had a diver here for a media day they were like what's a fun fact he's like i can solve a rubik's cube in like under 90 seconds and he yeah. had to like he ran to his apartment to get it and then he did it in like <laughs> two minutes and i'm like you're a loser <laughs> like we were just yeah, just was... <laughs> it was so bad that's um, so funny i definitely need to practice more to be super quick but i, I think i could do it in under 90 that wow all right wow. that's pretty impressive all right so now jordan just kind of take our listeners through your diving journey you know it sounds like you come from a diving family how you kind of got where you are currently and then walk us through the recruiting process what made you pick the university of texas so um i've kind of been around diving my whole life just because my dad was a diver and he has 
a lot of friends and still connections through the diving world. And um, I'm from uh, Columbus, which is, I live like 25 minutes away, maybe less from Ohio State. So just kind of always around that scene. Um, I didn't actually start diving until I was probably like 10 or 11, because um, I was a competitive dancer before then. So I was pretty focused on that. But um, that's kind of how I learned like tumbling on the ground, but also a, a trampoline in my backyard. My dad would, you know, teach me backflips, front flips, spotting, stuff like that. So I just kind of had those skills from a young age, just like the back and gainer spotting. And I think that's why back and gainers are my favorite still. Um, but so I started diving and it's actually kind of funny because the my dad was like, you know, you want to actually try lessons. So I was like, sure. And I wasn't really into it, but I was like, you know what, whatever, I'll try. Um, and I did not like it at first. Like the first day I was like, mm, this is, you know, whatever. I'm just kind of here. But I was too scared to tell him anything. And he was always like, you know, don't dive just because I did. But I was like, no, I like it. And I was just like, you know, maybe it'll get better. Like, I'll just, I'll keep going to practices. Like, I wasn't practicing every day at that point. I was just like, okay, you know, I'll hop in the car. He'll drive me to practice. I'll do it. <laughs> and so then um, after, it honestly didn't take that long. It was probably a couple weeks and um, even just driving in my first meet. And I just ended up loving it. And I was like, okay, this is definitely what I want to stick with. Um, and so from that point on, I kind of knew always like I'm going to college for diving, like I want to keep diving and kind of knew then, you know, I was going to quit dance and focus on diving. Um, but the recruiting process was interesting because my whole life I kind of thought I was going to Ohio State mm -hmm. and also thought I kind of had to go to Ohio State. Um, <laughs> you know, grew up going to every single football game and just, you know, huge Buckeye family, Buckeye fan, but my parents went to Ohio State. So not only big diving family, but big Ohio State family. Um, and so then when I got into high school and started being recruited more, I, you know, looked at all the top diving schools and um, Murphy Bromberg, she was from my club team and she went to Texas. And so my mom was like, you know, you should go and look at Texas. And I was like, you know, okay. Like, I didn't really think much of it. Um, we were kind of already in the area. So I reached out to Matt um, for an unofficial visit and I immediately fell in love and I had zero expectations. I was like, I'm not going to go there. I'll just go check it out. And just immediately loved the area, um, talking to Matt, the team, just kind of everything that I saw in that short period of time. It was you know, only a few hours. I was like, wow. So that was my junior year because that was before they changed the recruiting rules. Mm. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. So then throughout that whole year, I was like, okay, Texas, like that was on my mind. Um, and then the next year was difficult because that's when I really had to make a decision. And I still kind of felt like almost this need, like that I had to go to Ohio State. Um, so that was definitely tough. Just, you know, talking to my dad and being like, is it okay? Because <laughs> such an indecisive person. And this was like an easy decision for me. I was like, Texas all the way. I love it. I had an even better time on my official visit. So kind of once I got past that, like he even told me Texas is definitely the right place for you. Then Texas all the way. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Super cool. I, I spent one week at Texas at a mm -hmm. diving camp and I loved every second of it. I mean, I was not the caliber of diver that you are, but had I had an opportunity to even 
talk to Matt about that, mm -hmm. I would have like freaked out, but yeah. <laughs> it's Austin is an amazing place and just the facility. And I mean, Texas, it, there's something different, right? You just oh, yeah. either you're on campus and you, and you understand it or you don't. And it, mm -hmm. once you get there, you just like, man, there's something different here. It's very, very cool. Um, so I'd love to talk about your first international meet at mm -hmm. Pan Am's. Um, number one, what was that experience like for you? Oh my gosh, it was so cool. Um, you know, it's different than other international meets and I haven't been to other international meets, but just kind of hearing from everyone there because it's not just diving, it's, you know, every sport um, and so many different countries and you stay in the village. Um, so it was, it was really, really fun. Um, I met so many different sports, so many different countries and it was cool because everyone was so interested about each other's sports. And I like got so many questions about diving and people wanting to sit and watch diving and how can we watch, how can this work? Um, and yeah, it was just an awesome experience. And then I learned so much about other sports as well. And I, I feel like I made so many friends that I'll still have contact with honestly, and wanting to, you know, follow up with them on how they're doing. And it's so cool because it's an Olympic year. So seeing everyone, you know, qualifying the country a spot for the Olympics or qualifying at Pan Am's for the Olympics, depending on your sport. So it was just a really, really cool atmosphere and environment to be in. Well, I have just a small little story about spring nationals. Mm -hmm. um, we know that one was a qualifier for the Japan World Cup. And Jordan, obviously, you know, you were there, you were diving. It was crazy close for you yeah. to take that second spot. And I just remember like, before your last dive and in, in the back of my head, it was like, man, if she absolutely smokes this, she could potentially make it. And I was really rooting for you simply because I wanted to see somebody else on that international stage. And I was like, you know what, let's, let's give Jordan a chance here, but Hey, let's go earn it too. And I just remember seeing that back twister and, and you smoked it. I mean, absolutely disappeared. And I look over at Matt and he's freaking out and I'm looking up at the board about to announce the scores, trying to do the math in my head before like I'm fumbling and making a mistake. I'm like, did she do it? Let's go. What am I? Come on. And it was just so dang close, but yeah. I'm just really, really glad you got to experience Pan Am's. Yeah. But uh, I, I feel like there's, there's a lot left to come for you. Thank you. I hope so. I really hope so. I, I remember watching that at home with, uh, at that time, me and my wife just had a baby. Like, I think what Aaron, I think he was like a week old and I'm like, Hey, can yeah. you come to spring Nats? Oh <laughs> and, uh, we're sitting there watching it. And like, he was a terror the first few weeks. And so the only time he was calm, we were watching diving and I'm like, <laughs> and I actually think I remember texting Aaron, like right after you did that dive. And I was like, Jordan should have got second. Oh. And Aaron's like, Yeah, I thought so too. But, uh, oh, yeah, so we were guys. cheering for you. All right. Thanks. So, you know, we talked about the international meet that experience as an individual a little bit, but what did it mean getting to do synchro with your teammate Haley? How did you kind of manage that preparation of training your individual tower, but also trying to get ready for synchro? Yeah. So I've actually never done synchro before. Um, actually. So one time in club, I went to the Texas A&M all-star invite and my club, we all kind of paired up with each other. And so I did synchro once ever, but I, yeah, that was kind of a mess. So um, a few weeks ago, um, or about a month ago, probably now it was kind of talked about and, um, Matt was kind of like laughing about it a little bit because 
one, I don't do synchro. I don't train springboard all that much. And I definitely don't do voluntaries on three meters. So <laughs> um, it was first just kind of like a joke. Um, and then we were like, all right, why not? Let's just try a gainer in practice. And we did it and it actually synced up really well. And so we were like, okay. And Matt was like, all right, you know, let's kind of keep this in the back of our minds. Like we have your individual events to focus on. And then, you know, if anything, we're just kind of going to practice it the day of and compete. And so I'm freaking out because I'm like, I haven't done this. I don't know what I'm doing. Of course, Haley is calm because she is the, you know, springboard queen has done this a million times, been to all these international meets. And so I'm just deer in headlights kind of, (laughs) but I'm like, okay, you know, it's fine. So um, just focus on individual. Um, Tower was the first um, event, which is kind of different because usually it's at the very end of competitions. Mm -hmm. So um, got that done and then had a day off after my Tower event. And then I had two days before Synchro, but she still had individual. So that was the first time I touched a springboard in over a week because I'd only been focusing on a tower at the meet. And so the first day was not pretty, like flying off the board, like sideways, landing in front of 10 meter. It was it was not good. And so I'm, you know, trying to do her back press and kind of her hurdle and everything. So um, then the day of synchro, it was kind of still surreal. I like felt like someone was still going to tell me that we weren't doing it. And I've never gotten so many, you know, just have funds, just go out there. It was kind of like, you know, tell me this isn't my event without telling me it's not. Right. My event. <laughs> <laughs> but um, the pool was pretty far away from the village. And so we didn't get like a morning practice in an afternoon. Mm-hmm. It was we didn't go to the pool that day. We left at like 4, 10 PM. Mm-hmm. So we, the first time we practiced was an hour before the event started. Um, yeah. So, and it was really loud. Like the environment is crazy. They had dancers on the pool deck and in the stands and people chanting and clapping. And I cannot hear Haley talking at all. I was like, you were literally <laughs> going to have to yell, please yell. <laughs> um, so it was pretty stressful. Uh, but you know, it was so fun. I felt like after every dive, I was kind of just like looking at Haley and Matt, like, like almost for approval and be like, okay, like, you know, do we do it? Um, and so I'm really happy with how we put that together, honestly. And yeah, it was so much fun. So there honestly wasn't much preparation that went into it, but yeah. That's incredible. So I guess my, my follow-up for you in regards to your first international experience is, what is your takeaway in terms of how do you utilize this meet, this experience to then grow and prepare for hopefully more international experience? Mm-hmm. Um, I think just looking at it like it's any other meet. And, um, you know, people helped me a lot when I was there and just, you know, reminding me, you don't have anything to prove. You are have already done that. Mm-hmm. Um, you deserve to be here. So just kind of do what you know how to do. And so, um, you know, I thought it was it was a great learning experience. And sometimes I feel like I can't really know what exactly I have to work on until I'm in the meet. And so I gained a lot um, of like knowledge and confidence just kind of going through that meet and realizing, you know, it is like any other meet and anything yeah. can happen in a diving meet. Um, and so just, I guess, coming away with that and then 
you know, focusing on winter nationals and just getting back to practice and kind of, you know, last week it was definitely weird being back and just, you know, being tired, but I was like, you know what? I just came back from a big meet, you know, mm-hmm. take a week and then get back to training and focus on the next one and kind of as much as as much fun as I had and how exciting it was, you know, kind of just have to leave that alone and just focus on the next. Right. So I had a follow-up as you were talking about your um, random or first experience with synchro. I recalled the meet being really close and I just pulled up the Pan Am results. Mm-hmm. Multiple questions. Okay. <laughs> One, who in the world does inward dive and front one and a half as their ball? Yep. Yep. I got a lot of people questioning that. <laughs> what? Excluding myself. <laughs> and then, and then two, both of you guys did back and reverse optional. Like I'm, I'm looking at this list, like you're, this isn't like anybody in the world would ever do anything like this. It's so awesome. Nope. <laughs> yeah. Um, see, that's what I was worried about. The, <laughs> dive in the front one and a half, front one and a half was definitely the scariest dive of my entire list. A hundred percent. Not going to lie. Um, yeah, I don't train those, but I don't really do a lot of fronts. Like that's the one optional on tower. I don't do, I do, you know, the mm. other five categories um, and so I didn't have a front optional to sync up with her. Um, so I knew we were going to have to do front one and a half. Um, and then uh, we both just really like backs and gainers. They're consistent for us. And so we were like, you know, I those would definitely go better for us over doing an inward. And then we were both like full out is for sure. So yeah, I guess we just had to go with inward dive in front one and a half. It was funny. Jack Ryan, he was talking to me right before the meet or like maybe a day before, and he was asking me what our vols were. And he was like, no offense, but that is horrible. And I was like, I know. <laughs> well, and and here's the other thing. After the first two rounds, you guys were leading. I mean, you had the number one score for round one and round two with just a makeshift list of, hey, we yeah. like vaccine gainer optionals. And also to boot, you're only six points out of first place. Like That's crazy. <laughs> That's crazy. The whole meet. I mean, I'm Very so crazy. blown away, impressed with just, hey, let's let's give it a shot. And it it's not a normal looking list as far as synchro goes, but yeah, we're here to kill it. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, it was it was definitely a crazy experience, but it was so much fun and just like being by her side. Um and you know, if you know Haley, she's she's pretty quiet. And so for her to kind of, you know, be calming me down and being like, you know, it's okay, like we got this it's fine and stuff like that just because she's done this so many times um so it was pretty cool it was definitely a bonding experience for sure (laughs) yeah yeah that's awesome I'm sure having her as a college teammate too just Mm -hmm. helped you know I I can only imagine being thrown in that environment with Mm -hmm. somebody that you don't know or see on a daily basis right yeah so with that in mind, who are some of the people that have had an impact in your diving career? Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, I've had so many. Um, I think it's been cool because of my dad and how many connections he has and how many people he knows. Like I love going to meets and then, you know, people hearing my last name, they're like, wait, like <laughs> Steve, your dad? And he's like, I knew him way back when. <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh. Um, so just from... Uh, when I was really little, uh, so his coach was Ron O'Brien 
and mm. um, they're still very close um, to this day. And so um, he's coached me before and, you know, just given me advice and he'll still either call me or my dad and kind of check in and, you know, see how that's going. Um, I would go down sometimes like for vacation to Fort Lauderdale and I would dive with Dave Bergering and their team mm -hmm. when I was younger. Um, had so many coaches growing up, you know, John Appleman was definitely my main club coach. Um, so he's had such a big impact just you know, growing into the person I am today. Like, I feel like he shaped me a lot as a person and a diver. Uh, Mandy Eby was there towards mm -hmm. the end of my club career. Um, and then throughout college, oh my gosh, I've had the most amazing coaches. My freshman year, um, it was Matt, um, Matt Barnard, and then uh, Mike Barron. Um, and then my sophomore year, I had Mike Barron, Bryce Klein, and Matt. Um, that was also, and then my junior year, I had Manny Pollard who came in with Bryce and Matt. And then my senior year, it was Manny Pollard, um, Matt, and then Rick Schiavone. Um, mm -hmm. So, and every year it's just been great additions. And I feel like all of the coaches have just worked so well together. And then also my dad, who's just really had a big impact and it's nice being able to talk to him and can kind of, you know, understand what. I'm going through because you know my mom love her and love the advice she has but sometimes it's not easy um talking about what it feels like on 10 meter and she's <laughs> just like oh yeah and my dad's like oh no I know that feeling where you're sick to your stomach and you're like what's going on so um it is nice having you know someone that was a past diver and then also you know my mom who looks at it from a different perspective um, from a non-diving perspective so kind of that balance but hmm. hope I'm not missing anyone I've had a lot of people impact my diving career <laughs> no you did you did great so as you look forward um, you know more specifically with your athletic career you know what goals do you have you're in your fifth year what goals do you have for the remainder of your athletic career whether that's trials hopefully the Olympics and maybe further on yeah, for sure. Trials and hopefully the Olympics. That would be amazing to be on that Olympic team. Um, and just kind of knowing, you know, it's it's really anyone's game. It's just who shows up on that day and just kind yep. of, I guess, you know, trusting and being consistent. So that is definitely the dream. It's been the dream since I was like little, since I can remember starting diving. Um, but, you know, just focusing on winter nationals, um, you know, hopefully getting top two and being able to go to um, Qatar in, I believe, February. Mm -hmm. yep. um, so, yeah, just, you know, finishing strong this year. Um, I've definitely had a little bit more focus on tower than I have uh, springboard. Um, definitely going to incorporate springboard uh, more now uh, just to, you know, keep doing dual meets and um, big 12s and zones and um, NCAAs. So, um, you know, just wanting to finish strong. Um, so whether that be, you know, trials or the Olympics being my last meet. Um, but yeah, uh, after this year, then just kind of entering real world life and seeing how that goes. So it's, it's a weird feeling because I think everything throughout my life has kind of been almost structured. Like I knew I wanted to go to college for diving. I knew I wanted to do this and um, just focusing through the Olympics and then figuring out, I guess, what I wanted to do. What are you studying in school? 
So I graduated last year in, um, I did business marketing with a real estate minor. And then um, this year, I'm just in a one-year uh, graduate certificate program in strategic communication. Nice. Cool. Yeah. Very good. So when bringing it back to diving, in what area do you think you've grown the most since the beginning of your diving career? Um, I think I've grown the most in, honestly, just focusing on myself. You know, my dad used to always tell me, like, you're not going into a wrestling match. You don't need to worry about your opponent and, you know, what they're doing and how to take them down. It You need to focus on yourself. And that's also something that Matt has really taught me a lot. You know, don't focus on the judges. Don't focus on what everyone else is doing. The crowd around you, you know, he always says, focus on your art and you're, you'll do very well. And that has, that's something that's stuck with me. And it's always still a work in progress because it's easy, even at practice, you know, when the swimmers are doing something, if they're doing a mock me and it's loud and kind of just, you know, standing on the tower or the board and looking around you and, you know, getting distracted and who's looking, who's watching me dive, stuff like that. And so I think just kind of being able to tap into my own zone and focus on that is something that I've probably seen the most improvement and growth in and still even something that I catch myself you know looking around and my brain wandering and I just need to focus on that more Mm. cool all right Jordan you don't have to answer this one if you don't want to it it seems to have become a controversial question for us to ask this (laughs) who is your top ranked diver in the U.S. for men and women however you want to do that and if you don't wish to answer you do not have to Okay. Um, I might skip this one. <laughs> that's nice. fine. Nope. Okay. That's perfectly fine. You don't have okay. to answer. You okay. can so pick that's... yourself. You can pick yourself. Um, yeah. That's yeah. Like... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's good. Go so, ahead, Rooney. Hey, let's, let's go back to the, the whole meat thing. What is your routine during meets? And, you know, furthermore, how do you structure your list as well? Mm-hmm. Um, during meets, I mean, I I do like having kind of a morning practice, even if it's something light, just kind of, you know, getting in, getting in the water, getting my body moving. Um, and then, you know, coming back um, for tower, uh, I usually don't take up all of my dives to 10 meter just because I like feeling um, really fresh in the meet. Um, so I'll take up a few and then just focus on the lead ups because kind of at that point, I'm like, you know, I need to trust what I've done in practice and just like trust that I'm ready for the meet. Um, and so, you know, just uh, focusing on, you know, myself in the zone and uh, but also having fun. You know, I love talking to my teammates and listening to music and stuff like that. So keeping it lighthearted, but kind of remembering, you know, the overall goal and why I'm here and everything. Um, and then I structure my list. So for tower, I start with inward, which is um, a dive that I know I can hit and I'm confident in, but it also gets my nerves going a lot. And so I've thought about maybe just, you know, starting with a dive that maybe doesn't get my nerves going quite like that does, but I like having that first one in the meet and kind of breaking the ice. Um, and then I'll go to my gainer, which I like, it calms me down a little bit more. And then my arm stand. Um, so it kind of like goes, you know, excitement a little bit calmer excitement again and then my back which is another you know back and gainer kind of more calm and then my last dive I make my back twister because 
it definitely keeps me in the meet, especially if it's a long meet, like how zones is hours and hours. Um, it gets that adrenaline going again. And the fact that, you know, I know I can hit this, but it's yeah. still a big dive. So that's the one that I end on. So what about, so you do back two and a half pike, correct? Yes, I do. Have you, have you ever played with 207C? Yes. So I've never actually taken up the dive, but I've done back triples, like double bouncing on three meter springboard and back triples on seven meter, um, and some 205s on five meter. So that is a dive I would honestly love to learn. And I hope that I can learn it at some point, um, this year. I know it's been a little bit weird just having Pan Ams in October mm -hmm. and wanting to stick to the list that I have. So that is a dive I would love to do. Um, but I guess it just depends on the timing. Yeah, that makes also, sense. It, it also has to be a struggle, not a struggle. It also has to be a tough decision because I feel like your back two and a half pike is such a consistent dive. So mm -hmm. to take that, you know, 70, 80 point dive out for a brand new dive, that has to be, I mean, that's the battle every coach or diver deals with. So understandable. For sure. I've thought about that with my inward, you know, um, do I do 407? Um, but I'm confident in my inward and I, that's a kind of another one where I'm like, it's a toss up. Like, do I try and do a new dive? So I've kind of decided, you know, I, I want to, I think I want to stick with the inward I have, but the back would be interesting. I would honestly really like to train both and just mm -hmm. kind of see how that goes. But and Matt and I've definitely talked about it. So I guess we'll see. Um, Kind of how things go and you know how um body's doing and everything like yeah. that yeah so i got an interesting one here what do you want to be known for whether it's yeah. you know your personality outside of diving or how you are to teammates like what do you want to be known for yeah um i mean well i definitely want to be known for you know being a mm -hmm. successful athlete and you know hopefully in later life a successful you know businesswoman and everything but my, I remember my dad always talking about like if he met an athlete and being like, wow, they're a world-class athlete, but they're also a world-class person. Yeah. And that's kind of always something that has stuck with me. And I really want to be that person that people are like, oh, she's trustworthy. You know, I can go to her and I can talk to her and, you know, confide in her if I need to and stuff like that. So just kind of being a good teammate and a good friend. Um, you know, I, I love going to meets and the diving community is so small. It's kind of like a family re reunion and, you mm -hmm. know, being able to see people and laugh with them and have fun. And I would hate for, you know, that aspect to be taken away and someone not want to approach me and, you know, talk and have fun. And I see my dad having all of these friends still, you know, years later. So I just want to, I guess, be known for, you know, just being a good person to be around and a fun person to be around I, I think that is extremely telling just how you bring up like that your your dad still has all of these connections in terms of being that good person because mm -hmm. typically like if you're not a good person all those people that you met in sports mm -hmm. like they're just like uh, there's that jerk I'm not gonna talk to him so right. I mean like I literally wrote down be a world-class person like that's what I just wrote down from your your statement oh. um but moving forward still kind of like looking at your family here you know it seems like your your sister Blake dives at Ohio State. You guys seem to be really close because mm -hmm. you're literally always visiting each other. Has it yes. always been that way for you guys? Mm -hmm. It has, honestly. I I mean, she really is kind of like my built-in best friend, I guess. <laughs> um, but yeah, we we always have been super close, and I feel like 
each year we just get closer and closer and it's been awesome since she started college as well like I mean we go to different colleges but she's visited me so many times and I love visiting her and it's funny it's at the point where like everyone here knows who she is and they're like oh my god Blake's coming <laughs> like she's coming this weekend um and so it's kind of like my friends here are also her friends and I always feel so welcomed you know when I go back home and visit her um so it's awesome I mean we definitely have our sisterly fights but it's kind of <laughs> like we can go at it <laughs> and then five minutes later like we'll just take a five minute like not talking to each other and then it's like nothing happened nice. so it's like you know it's kind of been like that but um no like yeah we're we're super close I love visiting her and having her come here that's perfect so and then let's talk a little bit about like the competitive relationship because you guys would have probably only competed against each other like at practice basically because you'd be in different age groups like so how has that been now that you're going to compete against each other yeah um so we are both just really competitive people in everything <laughs> um since we were little it's just you know it's always we've always danced together we dove together it's always been a competition <laughs> um but you know she's dealt with a lot of injuries um which has has really sucked because you know she's had three shoulder surgeries she's had back surgery she redshirted last year actually so she's kind of been put through the ringer with yeah. you know injuries and so it's been hard and that's kind of where, you know, I took a step back from that competitiveness and I'm yeah. like, she is supporting me so much. Like even when I was at Pan Am, she sent me a screenshot of a text and I just happened to notice that she told someone like, oh no, I can't. I have to be back by, you know, six. I, I need to watch my sister dive. And that's I was awesome. like, yeah, I was like, that is so sweet. Like that just made my entire everything. <laughs> and yeah. so I was like, that is so nice that, you know, she's in the same sport that I am. And it hasn't been easy for her because she hasn't, you know, really gotten to show the world really what she's capable of. Cause she is so talented. It's just, you know, her body that's not always keeping up yeah. with her. Um, and so it's really special to me that she can really support and be there and, you know, try to go to all my meets while she's still like trying to, you know, train and dive herself. Um, and so I would love to compete against her. Like, I wish we had a meet against Ohio state this year. We had a dual, we had a dual meet last year, try meet. Um, so that's kind of one thing I wish we had this year so that we could compete against each other, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Understandable. All right. And then I have a follow-up question that has nothing to do with diving. Okay. How much drama has the Michigan sign stealing fiasco <laughs> had in your family? <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> oh my gosh the well the Ohio State Michigan game is just something else like, I went last year and um Brendan McCourt you know one of my teammates yep. he came home with me and I was telling him I was like like it is crazy I'm telling you right now everywhere you look they're crossed out M's on campus yep. like he didn't believe me and then we oh, go yeah literally see an ambulance and the M's are like crossed out on the amb ambulance and everything like, oh, it's legit and I was like oh it's legit so um yeah my my dad definitely called me immediately when those polls came out and that Ohio State was ranked number one yes, <laughs> um, yes. so it's a uh, yeah oh yeah there's there's always Ohio State Michigan or I shouldn't even say Michigan the team up north yeah 
I'm not even allowed to say it. That's <laughs> hilarious. There's, there's a lot of drama. <laughs> All right. And so then my last off-topic question, mm-hmm. which rivalry is more intense? Michigan, Ohio State, Texas, Oklahoma. Oh, Michigan, mm-hmm. Ohio State. 100%. Nice. 100%. Nice. Awesome. Here it's a big rivalry, but there it is just personal. Like it is. Oh, it's crazy. <laughs> I'm so excited for the game this year. It's going to be awesome. Same. I am nervous. <laughs> I think I think it's going to be very interesting. I just mm-hmm. like that Ohio State has a good defense this year because it has not mm-hmm. been that way for a while. But anyway, oh, yeah. sorry, sorry, Aaron. No, this is great. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm loving it. I'm a big college football fan. I mean, I mostly cheer for Ohio State. Um, <laughs> so we're all on the same we're all on the same team here. Everything's great. <laughs> um, okay, so you mentioned your coaches earlier. I'd love to hear a little bit more about not only Matt Scoggin, but also Manny Pollard. Um, how are they similar and different and what do they give you to be your best? Yeah. Um, well, they're both amazing. And, you know, every year I feel like it's just been such a good combination of coaches. Um, and so I'm so glad that Manny Pollard is still here and that, you know, I get to finish my diving career with him still here. Um, so they, they balance each other out, honestly, really, really well. Um, I feel like, you know, if Matt ever gets stressed, then Manny's kind of there to, you know, help him out, remind him, you know, the big picture, what's going on, kind of make him or not make him, but like, let him look at things in, you know, different ways. And also the other way around, like if Manny's kind of dealing with something or, you know, how do I go about this? How do I help an athlete do this? Matt has, you know, so much knowledge and he's been in the sport so long and just has, you know, the best advice. Like Matt could literally be a motivational speaker. It is just wild when we go to meets and, you know, his speeches, coaches, like the swim coaches are always like, okay, I can't follow Matt. Like, it's, just, <laughs> it's unreal. Um, nice. So, you know, they're both so much fun and they both really just want to help like the, their athletes as much as they can. And, you know, Matt always, you know, talk, like if there's anything ever going on or he can sense that, you know, everyone's stressed one week or something, he sits us down and diving is important, but he's always like, you know, you're going to go on to be a doctor and you're going to be a lawyer and you're going to be a businessman, businesswoman, stuff like that. And just kind of reminding us of, you know, what all is important and, you know, getting along, being good teammates, focusing when it comes into practice. Um, And so they're just both, you know, really helping us be our best. And Manny Pollard always keeps practice, you know, so light and good energy, but also like, you know, you have to work. And that's something that I love about this team because we have so much fun. Like sometimes I'm at practice and I'm like, wow, I'm really going to miss this when I'm done. Just us, you know, laughing and having the most random conversations but that you also know you're there to do a job and you're there to work and I feel like Manny really has a good balance of that so I think they both just you know balance each other really well it doesn't feel like work when everybody's enjoying it that's that's pretty cool that's it's nice to hear you know Texas is obviously at the top they're at the highest level Mm -hmm. it's it I feel like many times you don't hear about the fun and you don't hear that, man, we all love this. And it's mm-hmm. nice to hear that. Um, I, I believe that to be true just because I know Matt even a little bit. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's just really, really cool to hear it from you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's, you know, ups and downs always. And, 
you know, some days when you're like, oh my gosh, I'm here at 6 a.m. Everything hurts. I'm tired. Um, but, you know, it's just fun with everyone. And it's, yeah, there's definitely so many memories that I wish I could hold on to and like keep them going forever. But just because like there's so much fun and it's just like great experience. But yeah, that's it. I'll definitely miss certain practices for sure. <laughs> for sure. All right, we'll get into our signature questions. Jordan, we ask everybody what their favorite failure is. And we don't treat failure like it's a bad thing, more of yeah. an opportunity for growth. So from that okay. perspective, what would you say your favorite failure is? My favorite failure, probably so Winter Nationals at IU. I think that was 2021. Um, so before that, you know, going into that meet, I remember just being really nervous and, you know, I wanted to qualify for these international meets. Um, and I, in the final, I was actually winning and then I balked on my arm stand and then just, you know, fell different places. And I remember after that one, I was shocked. Like I, I didn't realize, you know, how well I was going to do. And I remember Matt telling me like, just do what you know how to do. Like, you're going to do very well. Like I promise you. And like, I kind of believed him, but also I was kind of like, what? Like, you know, I'm nervous. There's so many good girls. And so after I did that and then balking and still seeing how close I was, that's when I really like, was like, he really, really knows what he's talking about. Like he sees everything. Um, and just, changed my way of thinking in practice because before then I was like, okay, you know, I'm tired. I need to get these dives off. I need to just go through the workout. And after that coming back, I just really had a different look on diving and, you know, I need to not do these dives just like it's like a chore almost. And that almost survival mode, like, let's just get these dives off, yeah. you know? And I thought about it in a way where um, like I'm in competition mode and how do I want to do this? What did it feel like in competition? Yeah. And then from that point on, when Matt like told me at me, it's like, you can do this. Then I really believed him because, mm -hmm. you know, every other aspect of diving, I was like, I believed him fully. It was just kind of with myself that mm. I was like, really, you know, is he just saying that? But then after seeing that, I was like, okay, no, like I'm going to listen to him when he tells me I can do it. Like, I know I can do it. So kind of that. Did he, did he give you his uh, Greg Luganis uh, story when he, when he beat Greg? Oh yeah, I've heard yes. Oh my god. <laughs> A few times. <laughs> like you hear that story and yes. you, you internalize and you're like, man, I feel like I can do anything now. Right. Like <laughs> Yeah. Oh yeah. No, I'm telling you, Matt's stories, like they're yeah, so good. <laughs> so inspiring. All right. So what are you doing to improve? Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, I think it's always a work in progress, even coming off of Pan Am's, just kind of like okay, how was my mental preparation? What did I think about in the meet? What do I need to do differently? Um, so just thinking about that, but also not thinking about it too much because I think a lot of times, I mean, athletes, they know their bodies so well. So not focusing on, you know, am I too tired? Am I this? How does my body feel? Because I think that's something, you know, when you're standing on the tower and you're like, Mm, I'm kind of tired, you know, let me really get this dive going and you don't need to do that. You know, you like you've done all the work. And so just kind of focusing on that. So I guess just, you know, trying to, you know, go each day normally get enough sleep, drink a lot of water, I guess, like focusing on the basics so that, you know, when it comes to meet time, it's not like I'm changing anything, just kind of 
having a normal day. Perfect. And uh, what's your why with diving? Um, my why is definitely, I mean, I know it sounds cliche, but diving, you know, for the little girl that fell in love with, uh, yep. <laughs> but, um, my dad, he always tells me like, he remembers me coming home one day from school and I was so upset because these girls were being mean to me. And I was like, just wait one day, I'm going to win a gold medal and they're not going to have anything to say. Aww. And I actually forgot about that until recently. And he was telling me that. And so just kind of, you know, stories like that. And, that's super cool. cool. You got a Pan Am bronze medal to shove right back in there. Yeah. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. My last one here is what is your spirit animal? Ooh, my spirit animal? Um, I would probably say dolphin. <laughs> um, okay. And why a dolphin? <laughs> um, they like they love being in the water. And I feel like even outside of diving, like I've just grown up around the water. Like um, I grew up on a lake, and so just kind of always being in the water um and yeah i don't know they seem they seem happy and that you know they're just they're just gliding through so <laughs> i guess i guess maybe a dolphin <laughs> nice all right jordan bet uh what's your favorite drill to do it could be dry land water whatever you want okay um honestly i really like uh back and gainer one and a half on three meter uh springboard which i know is probably most people most people probably hate those um but you know those are just ones that I've had to do since I was like since I started diving John was yeah. big on those and then it's still something that makes me do every day so that's probably my favorite drill and just you know getting used to the lighting in a new pool and yeah. kick out come out stuff like that yep well you just made all of my college divers happy because normally people on the podcast give crazy drills and I make my college team do them the next day <laughs> we are we already do those so they're gonna be like oh thank you Jordan. oh good good, like, good. everyone's everyone's gonna be so happy they're gonna be like oh, okay we're used <laughs> to doing funny. that yeah uh, yeah like when Sarah Bacon said my least favorite drill is 303a I made one of my male divers do that and he oh. hated he hated his <laughs> life horrible. he hated his life um all right best advice given and or received Oh man, I've been given a lot, but I think probably two different ones. One that my dad always says to me, cause he learned from his coach, um, is don't think just do. And I feel like that is really important in diving. And I still tell myself that all the time, even when yeah. I'm in my handstand, I'm like, turn your brain off, turn your brain off, you know, mm -hmm. just do. And then another one from Matt, he always says the most important one is the next one. Yeah. And so no matter what happens, like you have to have short-term memory loss. You got to, you know, forget about it and just focus on next opportunity, next dive, next meet. So, yeah. Yeah. That, that piece of advice like reminds me, I don't know if either of you, I know Aaron will, but uh, I love Mike McDaniel, the coach for the dolphins. He had like this yeah. quote a couple weeks back. He's like, they were asking him a question about like, Hey, is this person going to play on Sunday? And he's like, Whoa, 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 we're on Wednesday. And Wednesday <laughs> is the most important day of the week. Do you know why? And everyone's like, no, he's like, cause it's the only one that exists right now. And I'm oh. like, it's so true. Like, it's yeah, like, what's great. like in diving, it's like the next dive is the only one that exists for you. The one that you did, whether it went good or bad, it's done. Um, right. All right. Who are some people you would like to hear us interview? Um, Hmm. Well, on my team, I mean, Noah Dupair, he's mm -hmm. from the same club team as me. And, you know, now we're on the same college team. So I feel like he would be a great one too, especially his senior year is kind of when COVID hit. And so just mm -hmm. how our club team changed um, okay. and then coming into Texas. So, I mean, he's definitely a good one. Um, mm -hmm. 
Um, trying to think. Yeah, I feel like I I think that's who I, I would think All right. Of. Honestly, it's kind of wild when you guys look at your roster of how well Matt has recruited Ohio and Pennsylvania. <laughs> I know. I know. It is wild. Yep. 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 All right. Um, and then what question are we not asking that we should be? Hmm. Um, I mean, sometimes I think, uh, actually maybe about teammates or how the team does. I know I touched on it a little bit. Um, but I think, you know, depending and just if there's, you know, I don't know if there's like siblings on any teams Mm -hmm. or if there's, um, you know, I know on my team at one point we had so many people from the same club team. Mm -hmm. It was, it was kind of crazy. So just, I guess, transitioning to college and, Still, I guess, on the team, like Noah and I are from the same club team. Brennan and Nick dove on the same club team at one point. Um, So just kind of, I guess, hearing how transitioning goes and what's different now. But That's That's a good question. A lot of our listeners have asked about the recruiting question, but I think that question might even be more important of like, how did you transition from high school Mm -hmm. club diving to college diving? Because it's definitely a transition. Yes. Um, (laughs) Awesome. Well, you know, before Aaron does our send off, Jordan, I just want to say thank you so much. I know it's kind of been a whirlwind, probably month and a half for you preparing for Pan Am's going, getting back. Um, we just really appreciate you taking the time this evening to talk to us. Um, I wish you the best of luck with your last year for uh, college diving. And then uh, we will definitely see you for sure at trials. So Sweet. we're going to be cheering for you and just keep doing your thing and best of luck. And thank you for joining us this evening. Thank you. Thank you guys for having me. I've had so much fun. This is awesome. 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 Well, yes, if you're out there listening, hit us up on Instagram. We are at the diving pod and our email is the diving pod at gmail.com. Uh, another shout out to a different sponsor, Cowing Robards. That's my family's business. We do screen printing and embroideries, specifically team online stores. Um, if you'd like an example of that, go to our online store. It is divingpod.itemorder.com. Just enter DivePod at checkout. That gets you free shipping. Jordan, an absolute pleasure. Um, I was really looking forward to this one after those crazy dives you were throwing down at Spring Nationals and then just watching you at Pan Ams. I was super, super excited to finally get you on. So appreciate it and thank you so much. Thank you, guys. Yeah. All right. We'll see you next time.